Hello and welcome to The Poetry of Science, a podcast which provides insight into new scientific research via the medium of poetry. I'm your host, Dr. Sam Illingworth, and each week I'll be introducing you to some of the latest scientific findings and sharing a selection of science-themed poetry. If you enjoy this podcast, then please consider giving it a rating and leaving some feedback in your podcast directory of choice. And if you really enjoy it, then why not share it with a friend? After all, we could all do with a little bit more poetry in our lives. In this episode, I'll be exploring new research which has shown how large tides may have driven the evolution of fish towards life on land. Sailing by moonlight, you wallow in the opulence of your oceanic abode, an illusion of permanence concealing the current that now bathes you in shameful nakedness. Plucked from the waves, abandoned by the sea in shallow pools of half-life, you struggle for air with every passing tide, a seasoned reminder of a present past. Surging spray falls with remorse upon flaking skin, dead to the possibilities of this liminal existence, you flip-flop towards the palisades of your ancestral home. A chance explosion frees you from your rocky prison, but with sea in sight you no longer feel its aching weight. Tentatively you stretch out a limb and turn your back to the water, never to return. This poem is inspired by research published in the Proceedings of the Royal Society A, which has used a dedicated tidal model from the Devonian period to explore the potential significance of tides for the evolution of bony fish into land vertebrates. The Devonian period is a period of geological time that occurred on Earth from 416 million to 358 million years ago. It is sometimes called the Age of Fishes because of the immense diversification of fish that took place during this period. One such group to emerge was the bony fish, the earliest of which were the first animals to evolve lungs, but exactly what it was that triggered this evolution and subsequent adaptation to life on land is uncertain. One theory suggests that it might have been caused by particularly large tides, which transported fish from the sea and caused them to become isolated in small pools. These challenging habitats may then have driven the evolution of lungs and, later on, the transformation of fins into front and hind legs so that fish could make their way to more frequently replenished pools closer to the sea. In order to test this tidal theory, researchers have used a mathematical model of the tidal system to simulate in detail the tides that would have occurred on Earth during the early Devonian period. Data on the positions of the continents, the distance of the moon, the duration of Earth's day and the physical properties of seawater were fed into the model. These simulations revealed that during this period, large tides occurred across the planet with a difference of more than four metres in sea level between high and low tide being reported in the area near what is now South China. Given that fossil records indicate that it was specifically around South China that bony fish originated, this new research lends further credence to the possible role that tides may have played in the evolutionary development of life on Earth. Now that you've heard the science, let me read the poem to you again. Sailing by moonlight, you wallow in the opulence of your oceanic abode, an illusion of permanence concealing the current that now bathes you in shameful nakedness. Plucked from the waves, abandoned by the sea in shallow pools of half-life, you struggle for air with every passing tide, a seasoned reminder 
of a present past. Surgeon spray falls with remorse upon flaking skin. Dead to the possibilities of this liminal existence, you flip-flop towards the palisades of your ancestral home. A chance explosion frees you from your rocky prison, but with sea in sight, you no longer feel its aching weight. Tentatively, you stretch out a limb and turn your back to the water, never to return. section of the podcast I'd like to share a poem written by another poet on a topic related to the science that has been discussed so far. In this episode I'll be reading Evolution by Linda Beards. Linda Beards is an American poet who was born in Wilmington, Delaware in 1945 before being raised in Seattle, Washington. She earned her BA and MA with an emphasis in fiction from the University of Washington. Her poetry collections include Flights of the Harvest Mare published in 1985, Heart and Perimeter published in 1991, the Seconds, published in 2001, and Roger's Illusion, published in 2014. Beards is the recipient of numerous awards and honours, including fellowships from the National Endowment for the Arts, the Guggenheim Foundation, the Ingram Merrill Foundation, the Poetry Society of America, and the MacArthur Foundation. She has received the Penn West Poetry Prize, the Washington State Governor's Writers Award, the Consuelo Ford Award from the Poetry Society of America, and four Pushcart Prizes. Beards is currently the Grace M. Pollock Professor of Creative Writing at the University of Washington. Evolution by Linda Beards How, Alan Turing thought, does the soft-walled, jellied, symmetrical cell become the asymmetrical horse? It was just before dusk, the sun's last shafts doubling the fence posts, all the dark mares on their dark shadows. It was just after Schrodinger's what is life? Not long before Watson, Franklin, Crick, not long before supper. How does a chemical soup, he asked, give rise to a biological pattern? And how does a pattern shift an outer ear, gradually slow its fur, or a shorebird's stubby beak sharpen towards the trout? He was halfway between the war's last enigmas and the cyanide apple two bites that would kill him. Halfway along the taut wires that hummed between crime and pardon, indecency and privacy, how do solutions, chemical, personal, stable, unstable, harden into shapes? And how do shapes break? What slips a microfissure across a lightless cell until time and matter double their easy bickering? God? Chance? A chemical shudder? He was happy and not, tired and not, humming a bit with the fence wires. How does a germ split into a self, and what is her? We are not our acts and remembrances, Schrodinger wrote. Should something, God, chance, a chemical shudder, sever us from all we have been, still it would not kill us. It was just before dusk, his segment of earth slowly ticking towards night. Like time, he thought. We are almost erased by rotation as the dark, symmetrical planet lifts its asymmetrical cargo up to the sunset. Horses. Ryegrass. In no case, then, is there a loss of personal existence to deplore. Martin, Whitethroat, Blackbird, Lark. Nor will there ever be.
Thank you for listening to The Poetry of Science. If you want to find out more about the scientific study featured in this episode, or read any of the poems in full, then please visit the show notes at scipoetry.podbean.com. That's scipoetry.podbean.com, where you can also find out how to get in touch with any questions or comments you might have. Thanks for listening. Thank you.